0: Hey girl, it's your host, Krista Juliana with the Flourish and Free Podcast, where we encourage Christian women to purposely partner with the Lord, because I believe you shouldn't have to sacrifice your marriage or your motherhood to build a thriving business. We're here to help you ditch the overwhelm, to stop spinning your wheels, to cut the comparison and the unworthiness, and feeling like you're never enough because of all the things you have in your plate. The enemy would love to distract and discourage you, but you serve a mighty God as a daughter of a king. So let's gain peace, clarity, and alignment together as we dive into today's podcast. Good morning, sweet friend, or afternoon or evening, whatever time of day you're listening to this podcast. I'm so blessed to be here with you and share some of the things that God has been putting on my heart. I have been walking through a season where God is teaching me contentment, and I thought this would be a really perfect conversation to have with you today because I know so many of us are going through various seasons where maybe we are struggling with feeling content exactly where God has us. Maybe we're questioning things. Maybe We're struggling, um, or maybe you're in a good season, but this would be a good reminder because as seasons change or as the Lord puts it on your heart to minister to someone else, these words hopefully will be a blessing and something you can use. So I'm excited to share with you a little bit about the journey God has me on, and I'm so blessed to have you join me. I want to share with you a little story. Our 800-mile move from New York to South Carolina Took us from a place of having comfort and peace and community and all the things to a place where we had to rebuild everything from scratch. And it was exciting. It was a new adventure. The Lord's hand was working upon it, but we unpack things from our baggage that we had no idea were there. And isn't that just like God to reveal the things through change, through different seasons of your life that He wants to address so that He can purpose within you and sanctify you so that you can grow. Um, That's what I've always found God doing in my life. And so hopefully he does the same thing in yours, but sometimes he uses the trauma, the traumatic, the hard to bring the truth, the encouragement, and the light. And one of the things that I was feeling recently was just an overwhelm of saying goodbye to my mom after she came for a visit. We got the news this year that my mom had lung cancer and had to have this quick surgery to take out a portion of her lung, and we didn't know what the results were gonna be. So it kind of put this perspective on, oh my gosh, we just moved so far away from her, so far away from home, and what if we have just limited time left? And we went to visit her, and it was beautiful and we got to help her through her surgery and help her through part of her recovery. But her normal visit that she would take to us um, where she spends a couple months at a time out here was impacted because she couldn't travel. So when she finally came to visit, we had the most beautiful time. It was simple. We worked on some fun projects together. She always leaves a beautiful um, trademark or piece of herself here because she has these grand ideas of things that we need to do and we always do them together and I am left with either flowers planted or this time our deck is getting redone and like all these things like she just leaves her footprint and it leaves a a beautiful um, reminder every time I look at that that she got to do this with me that she was here and that she's always going to be in my heart but saying goodbye to her this last time was really hard and it brought up so many feelings of being discontent and I started getting discontent in our circumstances. My husband has been out of work since January on an injury, and our income is reduced by 60% because of that. That's really, or or it's reduced to 60%. So that's really impacted our finances, being that he's the sole breadwinner. Um, it's also created all of this time together, which has been beautiful. But then in that togetherness, um, <laughs> at different times, we've had to work through um you know, just issues that come to light because we're normally so busy and not in each other's space. Um, then through that, you know, we have had the, the struggle of finances, the struggle of working out budgets, um, different things in our marriage that that have come up. I've gotten to witness and watch so much happen with my husband's walk with God and his faith. And so much good has come out of it. Like areas in our life that we were not paying attention to got, God brought into the light so that we can have victory and overcome. Um, So it's been good. But when my mom left, all I kept thinking of is we moved out of state to have a better life. And we've gone through job loss and reduced income, fights, struggles, emotional issues with, with the kids. We've gone through being away from family, being the one that would host all the events and have everyone to our house and we would always be the community connection with everyone that we loved. And now we're just left without that. We're super far away. We had the disconnect. My mom's getting older in her years. I miss my brother. I miss my sister. I miss my niece. Um, my brother's going to be starting a family soon. I It's just all of these things just... We're overwhelming and were making me discontent in my circumstances. And God had to stop me in my tracks. I had to cry it out that day (laughs) that she was leaving. I had to look at it for what it was. And then I had to remember that this is just the season God has me in. And if I believe, I think it's Romans 8, 28, where God works all things together for good for those who are called according to his purpose and for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And I love the Lord and God has called me and he cares for me. He wants good for me. So regardless of what I'm walking through, I really needed to focus on being content in this current season because I had to stop and ask the Lord, what are you trying to teach me through this? Where do you want me to grow? What do you have me learning? And how can I trust you? in the process. And those were some really hard questions to ask, but beautiful questions when I was able to put everything into perspective. So I'm going to touch on some key areas um, that I believe will really help with contentment and will really help you just work through any tough season. And to glorify and thank God if you're in a season where you are content and things are going well, because we do have those moments too, right? We go through this journey and we walk through our suffering so we can encourage and um, uplift, and come alongside of, and pray with, and relate to others. And we can show them the goodness of God. We can live the goodness of God because of what He has walked us through. There's purpose in all of it. So when we can't see it in those moments, we can trust God that He is good. We can trust His purpose. We can trust that He is working all these things. And I just want to point your heart back to Him, His love for you, His promises, and have you understand and really sit in the richness and the goodness of God and all that he has for you. All right. So I have a few tips that I'm going to share, some takeaways. If you want to grab a notebook that I'm going to touch on today, but what I really want and hope to show you through all of this is, um, just recognizing where, where God has you. So the first, the first scenario that I'm going to share with you, and I'll share another little story with this too, is that. I want you to think about how you can get creative if you're in a circumstance that you need to get out of that is, is really tough, really hard. Um, I just, I just think about our country right now. If you are in America, we are going through such a hard time with inflation. The cost of everything has gone up so much, you know, my situation with my husband being out of work and on workers compensation. Um, you know, if you look at that scenario and you're like, Oh, we need to do something about this. Like God doesn't want us to sit idle. You know, if there's something that we can do, a way that we can act, um, a choice we can make, something we can start up, then he wants you to use your gifts, use your talents and get creative to compensate that, right? Um, But I want to give a little balance and context with it too, because maybe he has you in a season where he's teaching you to trust for his provision that he is going to provide for you. Now, if you are someone who needs the extra income, a, a way that you can get creative is create a side hustle for yourself. Maybe you can babysit some kids and nanny. Maybe you can clean houses in your spare time. Maybe you can start an online brand or business. You can create a digital product. Um, think about where your gifts and talents are and, and ask the Lord how you can use them and create with purpose to make kingdom impact through the, the resources and tools you have. That is a beautiful way that you can begin to step into, um, creating an income online through social media, which is where so many people are earning money right now. There's no reason why we can't have this side hustle and have it not overtake our life. If we just do it with, um, kingdom purpose and keeping our first ministry first and realizing it's not a race to strive in. Like we, we have to run the race to win the win the prize, but we shouldn't be striving in the sense that we're burning ourselves out just for the sake of money. So I want to make sure, like I said, that there's that balance there. Now, one thing I've always done um, since I learned that I can utilize social media and get created with my gifts is um, I've always built a social media brand and online business. I built it up from scratch, girl I if you ever were to see my social media before I first started and I would encourage you go to under the Myrtle tree on Instagram. you can scroll through to the very beginning of my journey. It's not the most prettiest, glamorous, beautiful thing. I had no clue what I was doing, and I just took a step of faith and learned as I went. Um, I, I fell into hustle culture and that's really what I try to help women avoid nowadays. I help you to really put perspective on your season on your call on your ministry of your spouse your kids um your family your home first and your faith obviously of course um those things come first if those are out of order then you're gonna feel like you're striving you're gonna always be keeping up with the world with the worldly influence with the the need to chase after money and that is not what i'm here to point you to i want to point you to the fact that you can Use your gifts for God's glory and to bless others to serve well, which in turn will financially impact your family. So get creative with your solutions. Get creative with how you can be used by the Lord, but do it in a way that honors him. Don't let it overtake, overtake your life. Keep it simple. I'm not in a season where I'm currently promoting my resources, but if you are interested in learning how to do that, you can reach out to me one-on-one for mentorship. I can plug you into some tools. This is something God has truly blessed me in, and it's a way that um, I really want to use as a ministry to pour into Christian women because I don't want to see you burn out. I don't want you chasing after the world. But I also want you to learn to rely on the Lord's provision because right now, instead of me chasing after a dollar, instead of me trying to figure out how I can fix this financial situation, um that's not where God has me. That's not what God's calling me to right now. I did that for years and years and years, and right now, he's teaching me contentment. And he's teaching me to trust in him. These seasons where where we are in a season of lack, he is going to use for good things. Like Honestly, if I had an abundance right now, with my husband home and the fact that we're actually taking a look at our finances together, it used to be all on my shoulders. I would get so frustrated because it was like I was expected to create these financial miracles to multiply what, you know, my husband earned or what and or figure out how to make the most money through my ministry on social media and at that time it was like i was getting so burnt out working in those things and frustrated that i was doing it all alone right now we're in a season where we have so much less we have to get creative and i can't do it on my own and guess what my husband chris is home right now to look at everything he actually sees Where our expenses are, what money has to go to, how much is actually needed. Oh my gosh, can I tell you what a deep appreciation he had for the fact that I was able to earn the money I was while I was home because that contributed more than he even realized. And we're able to look at this and say, okay. Let's take control of this. For the first time, we've been married. Sister, we have been married, I think, I this track, but I think 18 years this February. And we've been together for 20. And out of all those 20 years, never once have we looked at our finances together. We have kept money separate for most of the time out of fault of our own. We didn't keep it as a joint thing we are finally learning to come together in this season maximize what we have get creative understand fully what our what our family needs what the finances are for them we were learning to not only budget, not only delegate, but to have control in ways we didn't have before. And if I was striving to go out and work, I would feel so strong out in this. If I was striving, I couldn't pour into my children and see the fruit that we're seeing from the character training, from the time management, and from me being able to actually truly make sure my kids are learning from their homeschool. I'm not just sticking them in front of a computer and leaving them and making them feel stuck or frustrated that they're interrupting mom while I'm working. I'm able to come alongside them and they need that right now. And if, if your kids are homeschooled and they are on, you know, an online program to learn, I am not bashing that. I am so grateful that there are online programs, but my kids just had personal things that I needed to tend to. And God has me doing that right now. So when I'm saying getting creative, maybe it's not to earn money. Maybe it's getting creative with what you already have. Maybe it's getting creative to, you know, make the most of things, to clip coupons, to cut back, to, consolidate loans to whatever this is. Get creative. The Lord has given you a creative mind. You are made in his likeness and he is the solution giver. And where you can't make change where you are, I hate to use the word stuck, but where you're in a position, trust in him, lift things up in prayer, surrender, submit, fast and pray over it and watch the beautiful magic and work that the Lord brings. He has never left us without. And in fact, in these times, he has humbled us in this season to be able to not just be the givers, but to actually be the receivers during times that we have less too. And he has shown up in amazing ways. He has shown us, He hears us, He sees us, He knows our needs, and He has not left us lacking. He might be a last minute provider, but that is what is increasing our faith and helping us trust in Him. So I hope that this one little piece of finding creative ways to maximize what you have or creative ways to go into scripture, dive into word, the Word, get with the Lord in prayer and to watch Him work. In the, in the power and ability that he has to take care of you as a daughter of the king. Okay. Key number two is to get rid of something, anything that's dragging you down. Um, this was, this is not cancel culture message though. So let's be really clear with that. I believe the Lord wants us to bear with one another that love covers a multitude of sins. I believe that, you know, he gives us our circumstances because he is working good things from us. Um, you know, he says, you know, he works perseverance and from perseverance, hope and steadfastness and Fastness and all of these things. And he's working in us to live out and learn the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. So when I say get rid of the things that are dragging you down, I don't mean canceling out people that are in your life that are on your last nerve. Um, Maybe you create boundaries for those things, but God has you there as a witness. And he clearly doesn't want you in an unhealthy scenario. And I'm not talking about people in general, but I just want to make sure I preface this with all of that. So you know, specifically what I mean. So when I'm talking about things that drag you down, I'm talking about, for instance, if there's something in your house that you're looking at every day, that's making you crazy. Maybe like for instance, in my house, I have these beautiful white plates that I wanted for years. Very simple. I have them out on a shelf in my kitchen. Um, (laughs) I'm finding that more and more of them are going missing and I'm like, Oh, what's happening? Well, what's happening is that they're getting chipped. Broken, um, they look terrible on the shelf because of all the chips and the plates. You know, these are only a couple years old, and that's that's there. Now it doesn't bother me. I have a family. I have a house. It's lived in. It is what it is. Eventually, I'll get new plates. But if that's something that, for instance, as an example, was out driving you crazy, driving you nuts, and you could get so frustrated looking at it. Well, maybe that would be something just so that you didn't have to live in the spirit of negativity in your home that you could replace, right? Um, Plates can be expensive, but you don't have to be super expensive. Thrift shopping is so much fun. In fact, I actually found a whole set of plates that were exactly like mine um, at the thrift store for such a discounted price that you really don't have to, and nobody would know you got them thrifted. You really don't have to be embarrassed or feel weird. Like you can literally go thrift shopping or to Dollar Tree on penny days. They announce it every Sunday. This is new to me, but I've just heard of this recently, but there are so many things out there that you could take advantage of that if something is literally just loathing you every time you see it passing by in your home or in your life, um, you know, that kind of goes back to getting creative. Let's do something about it. Get rid of what's dragging you down. Don't keep that there or find creative ways to fix it. Um, a lot of times contentment comes from a heart of gratitude. So when I see those chipped plates, and I know that they're like that from my kids, a easy way to combat the frustration with that is saying, Lord, thank you that I have these babies. I struggled with infertility for years, Lord. Let me not get so lost in these stupid material things in my life that literally mean nothing at the end of the day. They're not my treasures in heaven. Lord, help me to focus and store up my treasures in heaven where thieves do not break in and steal, where moths uh, moths and rust do not destroy. Lord, center my mind in heavenly things. And Lord, thank you. Let me be, you know, dwell in gratitude for these babies you've given me, these teenagers that, you know, tend to make chaos and mess in my life. But Lord, they are the sweetest gifts and the biggest blessings. I'm grateful for them. Um, I'm grateful that they use these plates. I'm grateful for food on the table, especially when food's so expensive. I'm grateful that we have these things. Um, Gratitude can shift the mindset and a simple smile can trigger endorphins in your brain in seconds and literally help to change your mood. You got to force the smile, sister. I know I've been there, but (laughs) um, if you can use humor and gratitude and a forced smile, it does physically change things within your body and it does help you have a newer appreciation. So think about the areas of your life that are frustrating. Think about the things that you can do to maybe replace something less expensive. I've been going on Facebook marketplace. Can I tell you? Okay. We're, we're redoing our deck right now because my mom started this project with me when she came to visit. Right. And she blessed us with the paint for it. She's like, I want, I can't stand looking at the chipped wood out there. I want to see this get done. So she got us the paint, which was great. And then I'm like, okay, well there's damage to like the pieces of wood on the deck. And so I went on Facebook Marketplace and, you know, there was someone giving away deck wood for free, you know? And then I found this super cute pillow. I needed some pillows, throw pillows to go on the deck furniture that we have. And I found this gorgeous brand new pillow matched exactly what I had for $5. Literally, this would cost me like 25, 30, maybe dollars at the store, but I was able to get it off Facebook marketplace, brand new for $5. So think about that. When you have something that you want to do, maybe a project you want to tackle, but you don't have a lot of money, get creative with your resource, replace what you can do it at a low price. If you're able to, sometimes you can even take advantage of things. Absolutely free. Key number three is going to be focusing on stewardship. I have just this mindset towards stewardship that, I really like to focus on because I know that when I've taken financial classes, you know, especially this scripture stood out to me. I think it's Luke sixteen ten. If you can't be trusted with the small things, who's going to trust heavenly riches to you? And so it reminds me to steward well. And even the story of the five um, talents, right, where the servants were each given a talent, and one hid the talent away out of fear of his master and didn't do any with anything with it, and then other ones found creative ways to make more of it and um, and really maximize the the um, responsibility that they had been entrusted with and so I think of those things and I want the Lord to say well done good and faithful faithful servant um, I want him to know that I treasured what he blessed me with and not treasured in the sense of holding it high above all things but caring for it well right And so that can kind of tie back to being creative and using your gifts um, because God has given you gifts and he doesn't want you to hide them away. He wants you to use them. He wants you to make impact. He wants you to be a blessing. Um, He wants you to take a step of faith often because he doesn't – Usually, like usually, we have to do that piece, take that step, and then we get to watch God work through it, right? Um, but in regards to stewardship, I just want to kind of put our focus on the fact that whatever God has given you right now, um, how are you taking care of it? Are you treating it with care and value? Because if we can't be entrusted and care for the things that He's given us and we take them for granted, we don't have gratitude, we don't treat them well, well, then why would He bless us with more? right? If we're not stewarding well, if we're not caring for things and treating them with honor, then why would he give us more? It's the same way with our children. If we give them a toy and all they do is toss it in the corner, they trample it, they smash it against the wall and break it, are you going to give them that expensive toy again? Or are you going to teach them and wait for them to learn these lessons of caring for what they've been given? So I like to think of this like if you have a junker car right now, you know, if it's running and can get you from here to there, um, you know, how can you take care of it in ways that will keep it running and working for you? Um, it might not be your favorite vehicle. It might not be the car of your dreams, but can you keep it clean? Can you have a little trash bag inside, even with kids who are messy and tossing their, you know, goldfish around or with my kids leaving their, you know, drinks or wrappers or whatever in the back seat? Like, can you create a space in your vehicle to put the trash or just you know, purpose to do a, a Friday pickup through your car once a week or something like that. Um, can you wash the outside so that the paint doesn't rust, so that it looks clean? And, and, you know, maybe you can't afford a car wash, but maybe you, like, get some soap and water and just put some elbow grease into caring for your, your, um, your things. Like... What does this look like as far as keeping up on oil changes or maintenance? Like when you care for the blessings that you have, number one, they last longer. Number two, it makes you grateful if you are blessed with more. And number three, it prepares your heart because really everything, everything about us, everything we walk through is sometimes it's a testing or it's a training of the heart. God wants to see our heart. Remember Abraham and Isaac, Abraham was willing to give up his Isaac. He trusted in God. He was able to give up something that he had yearned for and longed for for so long. And God didn't take that away from him, but he wanted to see Abraham's heart. He wanted to know Abraham would choose and trust him above all things. And, I look at that the same way with stewarding what we have and truly making sure our heart is in alignment with the Lord. If we love God, if we are grateful for what he's given us, if we take care and steward well, then he is going to honor and bless that. And sometimes it's not in the form of material things. I'm not preaching health and wellness and, and all or um, you know, prosperity gospel here. Sometimes we are in a situation for a long time where we don't have more. But if we steward well what he's given us, we're making sure our heart's right with him. And, you know, really stewarding that with my children is the season I'm in right now. Um, So it's not just stewarding my kids, stewarding my family, it's stewarding my time, how I use it, where my focus is, am I constantly scrolling social media, or am I being, you know, available to be used for the work God has for me. Um... And for the ministry, he could make my life. And am I taking care of the blessings he has given me, regardless of what financial state I'm in? When Paul was in prison, he wasn't complaining. He was actually worshiping, <laughs> going back to gratitude, but stewarding the season, right? He wasn't complaining. He wasn't like, God, why have you abandoned me here in this dark, deep dungeon? He sang hymns and his life became a testimony. We need to show that we can be content in God and in his provision and trusting in him because if we were given everything, sister, would we have that testimony? Would people see our faith or would they see that we have everything else like a lot of what the world has, right? Satan gives you the world. If you wanna sell your soul to him, he will give you everything. He promised Jesus kingdoms if you would bow down to him. So he will do the exact same for you, which is why we have to guard our heart and make sure we're not coveting and really find that contentment because it is so easy for the enemy to get a foothold. And so I want you to steward your faith well in this season too, because we don't want the enemy to come in and make us feel like, oh, well, this person has that. Why do they have it so easy? I should just go do what they're doing. And then you lose out on the richness and the goodness of what God's doing in you because he's producing a life of fruit and faithfulness and spiritual growth in him. And so, This area is so important, if not one of the most important pieces of today's message because contentment walks right alongside of stewardship. And we could see that with the men and women of the Lord in scripture, we see their yearning hearts, but we also see their prayers, their cries, and their trust in him. I don't know about you, but when my house is chaos and like not clean and not in order, I feel so overwhelmed. Like I cannot function in a messy home. I don't know if it's a control thing because I am type A personality. (laughs) I am a control freak about things. Um, Sometimes to a fault. But when my house is not right, I cannot get anything done. I'll be cranky with people. I'll snap at people. I'll feel frustrated. I'm like, why is, why are people not contributing? How come I'm the one that has to take care of everything? Like, let's all do our part. You know, it just makes for grumpy moods and bad attitudes and arguments and frustration and lack of productivity. And so (laughs) key number four is going to be that I want to help us keep our houses, our spaces, our lives simple, tidy, and back to ready. And this term that I heard back to ready was from this beautiful sister on YouTube because she was bringing um, perspective on this. And I'm going to share this with you because this is something I've actually done for years, but I never heard it called back to ready. Um, If you've ever heard the term, like put your kitchen to bed at night, maybe this will ring a bell for you. So... In the evenings, I like to do a once-over of my house. Most nights, not all, but most nights, I will make sure there isn't a single dish in the sink, that my kitchen counters are wiped down, that all the clutter that's out, um, if it's not necessary for first thing in in the next day, it gets put away. Everything has a place. Uh, My kids know where those places are. They don't always end up there, but they know where they are. And so I know where to put them back when it's that time. And every evening, everyone's got their chores, okay? My kids are 13 and 16, so they know what they're supposed to be doing. But I started training them on this um, when they were young. And so we make sure that the, the pillows are, you know, fluffed on the couch, the blankets are laid out nice. That things are not in disarray. Um, things are picked up off the counters and the floors. Um, you know all of those things. So my house might not be like mop clean, sparkle type thing at every evening, but my counters are clean. My you know, there's nothing sitting on the floor. The kitchen's in order. The living room and those are the main spaces where we spend most time in our house. Um, rooms, bedrooms are not always clean. Beds are not always made. Although mine is, <laughs> I have a routine with that, but. This is what we do every night. We we create our space. We put it back to ready. Now, this means it's ready for the next day. It's fresh. Are there times where my house is absolutely trash? Yes, because I am not perfect. Our schedules get busy. We fall out of routine. I have teenagers. Life is crazy. Um, So this is not striving for a level of perfection, but it is taking a little bit more control of our space. So when you're done with an area, you don't have to wait till night. You could think of this as like, okay, once we're done with breakfast, before I walk out of the kitchen and go to the next need of the day, I'm going to wash these dishes or load the dishwasher, wipe down counters, just clean up that space. The food goes back in the fridge. The butter's not left out. You know, the bread's not on the counter. You're cleaning up the space when you're done. And it's shouldn't be all on your shoulders. So if you've got kiddos, make it a game, turn the music on, make it fun, but make it a part of your routine so that it comes naturally and becomes something that you do. When you can walk into that room later that day and it's clean and you don't have the frustration of, oh my gosh, I have to clean this kitchen before I do another thing. Or or you get frustrated because if somebody stops over and your house is a mess because you didn't get it back to ready, um, you know, then you might be embarrassed Um, you might not care. It might not be a thing for you, but some people that makes them overwhelmed. What if we take away the room in the space of overwhelm just by repositioning ourselves to spend those extra couple minutes at the end of a task to pick it up this morning, when I left the house, we were rushing to get to co-op and I was running a little bit late, but instead of leaving my curling iron out, instead of leaving my hairspray on the counter the toothpaste, I just threw it all under the sink. It wasn't the neatest, but it was where it needed to go. I can always fix it later, but the space to me looks clean and that's, you know, if somebody were to walk through my home, um, you know, yeah, it's a little bit messy, but whatever for the most part, it's tidy and it gives me peace and I don't care, you know? So that kind of gives you a little bit of more self feeling of self-control, meaning, meaning, um, a feeling of order and, a piece that maybe you need in your life. So I just want to reposition this thought of, you know, even some of the richest people in the world. I heard this story from this sister online. Um, she was saying that she's got this millionaire friend who's always had it really well financially. She's always had, you know, hired help to keep her home in order, but she was always faithful regardless of how much money she had or how many housekeepers she had, she would always get her space and put it back to ready. And that gave her peace of mind, and that's a part of stewardship. So if you're able to, if this is something you can do in your life, it's if it's an area that will give you contentment because you can look around at your space and smile and have peace, then sister, this is a key takeaway that is just for you. Right now I'm in the parking lot of a supermarket and I stopped here to get balloons for my daughter and a card for her 16th birthday because it's today. And I have to be back at her co-op in 20 minutes so that I can volunteer for the afternoon. Um, But as I'm sitting here, I just want that focus of family and relationship and enjoying those good times to be something that, um, that I touch on today for key number five. Is enjoying and indulging in the beautiful, things. Um, family is such a blessing and we don't have our kids for very long. As my kids have gotten older, I really realize how fast time goes by, what a gift this time is and how I want to make the most of it. And as much as we get on each other's nerves or drive each other crazy, as I'm dealing with teenage things and budding heads and kids who are coming into their own, I'm realizing that I need to look at things with perspective, with eternal perspective. My greatest ministry is my, is being a biblical woman as knowing God, making him known, honoring my marriage, which is the reflection and a symbol of Christ and his church and bringing up children and raising the next generation so they can know and love the Lord and make kingdom impact too. And that being said, if I am not um, loving my kids, enjoying my kids, enjoying my spouse, um, creating memories with my family, looking to create opportunities for laughter and joy, dropping the ball on petty arguments and stupid things to keep the peace, to create an environment of, of safety and welcoming and home, then I'm not doing the job God gave me well. And I need to refocus on my ministry. That's one of the reasons I pulled so much back from social media is because that was a, um, I don't want to call it a distraction, but it was a it was something that took up a lot of time in my day, and I didn't want that to impact my, my life. I wanted to, as much as I created systems for that, I'm in this season where I really want to pour in, not just to develop these things with my family, but to, to girl, to do God's calling in my life, to, to, to live out this ministry um, as imperfectly as I do it, and to focus on the most important things. These are the most important things. This life isn't about money. This life isn't about prestige. This life isn't about ease. It's about finding contentment and joy in Christ and raising up a generation that knows and loves him and can experience those same things too. It's about winning souls for the kingdom, saving saving lost sinners from hell. It is about eternal perspective and hearing well done and faithful servant from my father, God, who loves me so much and created me for his glory. He created me to know him. He created you to know him. He created your kids, your spouse to know him. And sometimes, you know, we forget those things. We lose perspective. We, we don't have an internal mind. Imagine if we looked at every day through an eternal lens. Would that change the way that we approached our day? Would it change the way we approached the people that we interact with, with our lives? Would it change the way we spoke to that rude driver on the road and or the, um, you know, nasty checkout person at the supermarket? Um, would it change the way we responded Um, Without sarcasm to our spouse when they get under our skin or without yelling at our kids when we realize we're just simply um, tired and butting heads. If we keep this eternal mindset, we will truly focus on the things that matter most and we will be able to enjoy these gifts. I think in Ecclesiastes, you know, a lot of people look at that book by um, Solomon where he was just writing about, you know, it's meaningless, it's worthless, it's fleeting, all these things. Yes, it's true. All of these things in this life materialistically are going to burn. But the one thing that's lasting is the richness that we have and the goodness that we have. At the end of that book, he was saying, you know, basically like, Spending time with family, eating good food, you know, enjoying laughter and and good moments. Those are the rich blessings that God has given us that we should be enjoying. And that is what I want to point your heart to today. When you love the Lord, it spills over, but we're human beings. Gosh, I I had this fight with my kids yesterday and we were arguing back and forth and I just had to humble myself and and apologize because I was short tempered at them. Yeah, they were wrong, but I was short tempered and you know, I really want to be able to have teachable moments and be able to show my humbleness and repentant heart and be able to teach them how to apologize. And, you know, all the hard things, those are still for God's glory, but how do we get to enjoy each other? Because we have humble hearts because we don't act prideful because we can look with gratitude at the blessings we have. We can make the most of these blessings together. Um, let me give you an example. We, like I said, we're in this season where we have less financially. We have not as much to spend for, for holidays or birthdays. And, you know, these are big birthdays. Today's my daughter's 16th birthday in two weeks Landon's, you know, 13th birthday. They're big years. And we didn't know how we were going to be able to bless them. And we didn't know how we were going to give them a gift and celebrate the way we wanted to for such a milestone You know, day for each of them. And a sweet friend of mine, in her generosity and goodness, offered to take us to her family cabin in the mountains in North Carolina for the weekend. All I had to do was bring some food, which we would have bought anyways, and bake a cake and pay for the gas to get there and we were able to maximize our time together with friends and enjoy the richness of fellowship with other believers as we celebrated these this beautiful day with our kids and it was a surprise and they were not expecting it and you know we just had to be content with where we are and honestly like our kids can look back on that and see how we really truly enjoyed them and made the most of our circumstances and we're content in that and still had one of the most best times that we would have had in fact if we did did nothing else for their birthday, that would have satisfied them enough because it was such a fun weekend away. And we literally were just in a cabin. They went out in the fields and played or went down to the pod, but we didn't spend money. We didn't do anything like that. We cooked good meals. We fellowshipped. We talked about the Lord. We laughed together. We built forts. Um, the girls watched Gilmore Girls. They stayed up late. Like this is these are the moments that we want to invest in. This is the richness of this life to be able to fully cultivate these relationships. And so if you walk away just super grateful for your family and excited to create fun moments out of nothing or make the most of your evening at home and have dinner around the kitchen table to maybe instill our nightly ritual where you're like okay what was your favorite part of the day and hear what each other has to say or even just creating uh evenings of family devotions we recently started this back up again too and it has created such beautiful conversations and teaching moments and connection with our children because we're pouring into them letting them ask questions diving into the word together and using our time well yes we still get you know stuck on our screen sometimes. Yes, we watch TV and, you know, waste time unnecessarily sometimes too. We're humans, but we're cultivating rich moments. And that's what I want to encourage you into. Okay. Let's end on this thought. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. And if we could just remember that and say it even through you know, gritting your teeth together, if we're in a tough time right now, then I promise you it will get easier and you will be able to focus through even those four smiles (laughs) because I have been there too. Everything we walk through is seasons. God is a God of seasons. He created seasons. He created dry, cold times in winter so that he can bring spring and refreshment and new growth and life. And sometimes we go through the drought, we go through the desert, we go through the you know dry cold winter storms so that the richness is even more beautiful that comes out on the other side and so I want to encourage you into this today I have been walking through a season of contentment I am by no means an expert this is by no means an exhaustive list Um, I am by no means claiming that I am perfect but these are things that have encouraged me that have strengthened me that have repositioned my focus and I feel like because it's so easy to get discouraged and so easy easy to get discontent, especially comparing and scrolling social media or looking at the negative things online or the shows or the news. Like there's so many things that can pull us away from finding joy in our current, current circumstances and from being grateful for where we are. And I just want to, you know, refocus our hearts back there. I want to reminds you, like Paul said, I have been content with little and I've been content with much and just seeing how, you know, these people in scripture just didn't quit, right? God was their strength. He upheld them. He encouraged them. He kept them going. Um, we could get so super despaired right there's a scripture somewhere that says i would have despaired had i not believed i'd see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living we have to have the goodness of the lord in the land of the living we need this hope so if you're lacking hope go into god's word look up his promises and speak your name in place of the word you i did that this morning with psalm 91 and it was so powerful I put my name, you know, I said, I or Krista in place of you and it makes it personal. This is God's love letter to you. This is God's promise to you as you put your hope and your faith and your trust in him and he will see you through. So regardless of your season, keep your head up, sister, find creative ways to get through it. Trust God, talk to a friend and truly like if you just need prayer because you are feeling hopeless and you need someone to speak the words over you, to pray the things that maybe you're having a hard time praying, please reach out to me. I've been a little slower on social media than normal, but I promise you... I do see my DMs. I will answer them and I will be praying for and over you even as I close this message today. So I'm going to say a quick prayer and then um, end this here. But Lord Jesus, thank you for this sweet sister who's listening today. Thank you for her heart and her desire to find contentment in you. Thank you for the work you're doing and the lessons you're teaching and all that she's growing through, whether she is little, whether she has much, I pray that she would find contentness there. She would give you glory. She would find gratitude that she would be encouraged. And hope, have hope. Lord God, that these tips would bless her life, that you would speak into her, that she would begin to implement and practice these things and live them out in her every day. Lord God, I thank you that we have this fellowship and community together, and I pray that you will continue to build this and grow this and encourage others through this too. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And sister, if this message encouraged you today, please leave a review. My heart and is to get the word out. I'm gonna be sharing so much more on faith-based things. I know this is a business podcast, but truly like, okay, real quick, let's just talk business right now. If you're a business owner and you're not where you need to be, how can you steward well the gift of your business? How can you maximize your gifts? How can you get creative? How can you dig in and pray and bring this before God and ask him to come alongside you and bless us too? How can you um, humble yourself and ask for help in these seasons or trade off your gifts and expertise with another sister so that you can um, bless each other with your gifts and talents in each of your businesses too? There are so many things I could say about business and contentment and all of these things and and I should have kind of made a segment for that so in order to keep this from being run on i just want you to know i will be coming in here and still speaking on business too but really my heart is to spread the gospel to give hope and encouragement to the weak and weary to uplift us and encourage us together in christ and to put our focus back on our true hope because jesus christ has made this sacrifice for us and there's so much for us to be joyful for in it too so thank you please share this um this podcast with another sister who needs to hear it. And I, I just thank you for joining me. I can't wait to have you on the next episode.